Hey everybody, welcome to the latest edition of Volley. I'm Carolyn April, and as always, looking for my good buddy Seth Robinson. Seth. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing very well, actually. Getting ready to hit the road, right? We're going to send you uh, over to London? Yeah, I'm crossing the pond next. It'll be this time next week, I'll be at the airport getting ready to leave. I'm taking a red eye or an overnight flight, I guess, out of Boston on Thursday night. So I will arrive in London on a next Friday morning. I'll wake yeah. up there, I guess. Hopefully, if I sleep on the plane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, it's going to be great to have you over there sharing the research gospel with our friends over I, there. I am. I'm going to be spreading the word. I've got two presentations, and uh, hopefully, uh, I will um, I, I will uh, preach well to our UK and other European. Uh, members and friends who join us. So I'm excited for the event. It should be a good one. It seems to me every year that we've done the EMEA event since I've been here, it's gotten bigger and more and, and better. So uh, hopefully uh, it's been a while since I've gone. So I'm excited to see what kind of shape it's in this year. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, well, I'm excited about our episode today. You know, it's the that time of year again. This is this is one of our favorites. You know, we as we're approaching the holidays, we always like to have our friend Randy Gross join us. Uh, Randy is the Chief Information Security Officer and Chief Innovation Officer of CompTIA. And this is one of our favorite episodes of the year. Um, we've had some pretty good ones this year, Randy, though, so you're going to have to bring the heat. Oh, I am, am I? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I can do that. I, yeah. uh, I'll try my best. And yeah, I'm, I'm jealous you get to go to London, though. I was looking up, it's the 5th of November, so... There's a fair amount of preaching with fireworks there, but I don't think that's what's going to happen for you. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm interested to see just the state of the of the place. You know, post Queen, it's passing, and and everything else that's going on. It could be an interesting time to visit. So. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe you don't have to pay any taxes. Maybe you have to pay everything in taxes. Who knows? It's possible. It's possible. I'm going to bring extra money just in case. The dollar is strong right now, whether you like that or not. But um, so hopefully. That'll bode well for me if I need to make any uh, expenditures. But, well, we're psyched to have you, Randy. Happy Volley Days, as we call it. That's and, right. That's right. Yes. For for anyone that hasn't joined us before, you know we we're looking forward to the three major holiday seasons coming up, uh, and so we're going to talk about in the world of technology, one thing that scares us, one thing that we're thankful for, and one thing that's on our wish list. And I think I'm kicking us off. Is that right? I think you've got the Halloween scary. Yep. Yeah. So the thing that I've been thinking of that it's a little hard to say that this is a fear because this is definitely going to happen. Um, I, I think a lot about the digital revolution that we've been going through. I often map that back to the industrial revolution and the, the amount of change that people went through and the fact that they had really no idea how to project the types of changes that were going to happen. And I, I see the same thing happening. And I think it's more pertinent now than it has been because we're using computers in a different way. I think when computers first started, they mostly just helped us do things faster. But now with the connectivity that we have and with the level of intelligence that we're starting to see in these, we're able to use computing at a much greater scale than we have been you know, for, for most of computing's history. So I think we're at this point where we're going to start doing things with technology because we think technology is a cure-all or because we think it's great. And we've already seen unintended consequences, side effects, things like that. Uh, and that's 
probably only going to get worse before it gets better. I mean, I think there are people out there that are trying really hard to think about the ethical implications of AI or, you know, what happens when you actually connect a whole population and, and give them voices. Um, but the genie's out of the bottle in a lot of cases. So I would love for it to be handled responsibly, um, but but history doesn't give a whole lot of, of hope for that, I would say. So that's that's the thing that kind of makes me a little uneasy. And on that cheerful note, right? <laughs> <laughs> Randy, you live a little bit in this world with just your security focus and, and, and uh, kind of an overseer of things technology. Um, I think Seth speaks truth though here. Yeah, no, he does. It, it's it's a it's definitely it's something that my opinion on is actually changing in literally the last couple of weeks. I was at a conference. Uh, IAPP runs a privacy, security, and risk conference that I was at last week, and the the intersection of what you said around what should be and what could be, um, how to do things responsibly versus what is possible. Th those decisions are they have to be intentional. Um, the unintentional damage that can be done um, by technology is is substantial. And, and we've seen that in the news, not only just breaches, but location data being tied to people where they don't want it tied. And governments are able to go grab data now without warrants because they can just buy it. Stuff like that is is something where we, it, it's not, there's no magic bullet for it. It's brick by brick building it up. So yeah, no, it's, it's a terrifying thing. And I think the thing that I think gives me a little bit of hope on it is it doesn't mean that tomorrow you can't make it better. And, and that, that to me is, is one of those, like you continually are trying to make this better. And I think that's what our industry does too. So, yeah. Yeah. The thing I think about when I think about technology in this sort of in the, in the scary light is that um, I think we're just uh, past the point where any individual cannot have a digital footprint. We've all just have to come to terms with the fact that even, even the most, you know, tech averse, human individual on planet earth still is going to have some sort of footprint and and accepting that and then figuring out how we all um learn how to behave because i think at the at the core of this it's not even necessarily the technology um it's not necessarily businesses it, it does come down to individuals and, and behavior which makes it even all the more scary because that's extremely hard to control um, but the fact that I think we're through the looking glass with with us all being a digital being is something that um, I think we just have to come to accept. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah, and and I like what you said, Randy, about you know having optimism around it because yeah. that's so much better than the other choice. Um, if you're just going to be fatalistic about it and like, well, we're all doomed, then that's that's really no good at all. Um, but I, I do think that there are a lot of people thinking about this, and I think that includes government. I mean, we you know can all have our opinions about what governments are trying to do and, and how effective they are at it. But I, that's kind of the point of them is to try to put some guardrails around this stuff and, and try to be um, putting things in place that help people act a little bit more responsibly. And so it's probably you know going to be a painful process, but I, I think there are good intentions, um, a lot of good intentions, you know, mixed in with maybe some other ones. And so you just have to hope that it's, you know, on the right trajectory. So, yeah. So here's another one that I learned is, you know, that this is a little bit of a gross generalization, but the privacy industry itself has only been around for 10 years. We've been employed here longer than that, Seth, by the way. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it's right. <laughs> yeah, you guys got hired around at the same time. So I, I think, you know, you think in those terms and it's like, wow, you know, security has been around clearly a lot longer than that. But I, th I think it's, it's really like, 
every every lawyer, every single conference presentation I heard was click wraps don't work. The lawyers don't even read them. So every single website we go to has one of those click here. Well, no one reads it. But what's the point of it? The point is like, we're going to give you stuff if you give us your information. Are you cool with that? Okay, well, what yeah. am I giving you? These 55 things. Oh, I'm not cool with that. And so you have to make it a way that people are able to take advantage of it. And there's there's the cynicism as well, kind of what you're referring to of, well, you know, you know, they already have all my stuff. So what's the worst that can happen? Well, there's a lot worse things. that can happen. <laughs> so you have to really take advantage of a sort of those kind of movements and, and points where it's like, all right, I don't like how these people are operating. How about we go over here? And I think I think that's going to happen. I really do. Um, it's kind of the next thing I think the industry can focus on. Well, I think that's a good spot to pivot to something a little more positive, maybe. And that is um, our next holiday of Thanksgiving. And Randy, you've got you've got this one this year um, about something to be thankful for. Yeah, so I shifted my job this year from CIO and running a, a fair amount of our customer operations to CISO. Um, CompTIA's board was um, really forward-looking on that and said we've we've got to focus on this. So for the last yeah ten months now, I've been working on that. So starting, it's basically like starting a new job, but I know the business, which is kind of a nice place to be. Um, but what's what I'm most thankful for, and the, the the answer came immediately to mind when Seth asked what it would be. To me, it was the collaboration specifically within the security space. Um, not just not not throwing any other industry under the bus, but when I asked anyone for help, didn't matter what title they had, how big or small their company was, they all responded and they responded fast and they were helpful and they gave they provided whatever I wanted as quickly as possible. Not because of it, it, it be, not because of comp tier or titles or anything. It was, that's what they really wanted to do. And that was, it gives you a lot of confidence and a lot of encouragement. I've, we've run security for a long time, but to really, really focus on it for as hard as we have um, in a different way, you know, the, the networking side of that was, it was amazing to be honest. So that made me, I was so grateful for, for that part of the industry. Makes me think like, like cybersecurity maybe transcends ideology, people's points of view, politics, any of it. And it's, it, you know, we're always looking today for a common ground areas because there are very few of them in this day and age. Maybe this is one of them. Yeah, I see the term violent agreement a lot. <laughs> like it's like <laughs> you can debate the, you can debate the specifics of things and, and yeah. there's clearly approaches that are one way or another. But at the end of the day, um there's the, the, I think honestly, Carolyn, it's the standards that are attached to it, even though they're all they, they seem to be nascent all the time and yet have been around for 20 years. I don't really know how that works, but yeah. there's there's this adherence like, yeah, we agree on this. We haven't done this well. We have done this well. And there's there's core things that there's people that take it seriously and care and, and you know, them. so it's it's neat. Yeah, I. I think that kind of rings true for me. You know, I don't want to be too Pollyanna about it. I've only been. Uh, you know, in technology careers for, for my, my entire working life. But I, I, I've always had a sense that, you know, a lot of technology workers are pretty willing to share, you know, they, they don't have as much of a sense of like secret sauce or, or tricks of the trade that they don't want to share with each other. Uh, you know, Carolyn, you, you've worked in a few different industries. And so I don't know if you've seen any difference. And, you know, again, if I'm just you know, kind of blowing sunshine here or not. But I, I know in previous Volley Days episodes, we've talked about the people in this industry. And I think whether it's, you know, with our membership or on the certification side where we're collaborating, like you're talking about, Randy, I, I think we experience a lot of openness. And I think that's great. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I mean, in my previous career, 
as a journalist, it's funny, the journalists and, and media have a real strong tie to one another, but it's extremely competitive field. And mm -hmm. so there is a lot of secret sauce. There's sources. If you're a reporter, you don't want to share those sources. If you've got it, you're not saying, hey, you should talk to John too, because he'll tell you everything you need to know. So there's definitely a, a little bit more of that on an individual level. And I've been in technology now long enough to see the kind of the altruism that, that does exist um, among people in the business. No doubt there's a lot of competition. If you get at the corporate level, there are businesses that are, you know, trying to out-innovate one another and, and be the leader to market and all of that. But I think the individuals that work within technology, um, you know, I think developers get excited to share some of the work they do together. They obviously, you know, sharing is, is a big part of that um, entire paradigm. Um, and then what we're talking about with cybersecurity, where we're all in this together, you know, and um, I do. I think that is one of the things to I like. I'm glad you brought that up, Randy, because I really think that's something that I hadn't thought about that is maybe somewhat unique to the, the technology um, workplace, career, whatever discipline, whatever you want to call it, um, um, that isn't shared by all industries. So it's kind yeah. of kind of cool. Oh, yeah, it's something that we need more of, right? Like, you know, we talk so much about the supply and demand of, of needing more skilled workers. And, and so being willing to share what we do and share how we do it um, is, is hopefully part of what can get, you know, the, the kids today excited to, to think about technology careers or having technology as part of their career, because it's probably going to be whether they, they like it or not. And so the, the, the more excited they can be, the, the better off we all will be. I think the the other thing that, <laughs> that may be built in is there's kind of like almost guaranteed vulnerability because something bad's happened to everybody. <laughs> I mean, just you know, it, it it has, and so you get war stories involved with some things that are small, some that are very not small. Um, but that gives you a frame of reference that is it's it's interesting. Like I agree with you on you know, on the development side um, or the data side, like it, there's sort of that camaraderie for sure. And I think there's a lot of it. I think just security has one of those very targeted focused, like this happened to me. And, and it, it's interesting too. It could be, uh, and I've had these conversations, $10 billion company that we might have something they're like, holy crap, how are you doing that? And then the flip side of it is like, oh my gosh, like you, and I'll say the same thing, like, how many people do you get to have to do like what? So, so it's, it's kind of interesting just to think about it, but there's a, there's a baseline that I just haven't really experienced anywhere else. It's interesting. I, I like it quite a lot. Nice. Well, uh, that was definitely a whole lot cheerier than my conversation. So uh, I'm was, glad we I was, got it turned around and, and now Carolyn, I think you can bring it home for us. I'll bring it home. So I've got Christmas this year, which is a wish list. What, what, what do I wish for? Um, other than world peace, which of course I very, very always number one, always number one and really is number one right now in my mind. Um, I love world peace. Um, but I am going to keep it a little bit macro level because what I, what I wish for in the year ahead is some more, some economic stability. We've had a really rough bizarro year with inflation and supply chain issues and things that affect all the businesses, our membership you know, people, our work, everybody from the individual worker all the way up to corporations. And what I'd really like is for the economy to get its act together in the coming year and for technology to have a role in that. And I think it goes almost full circle to back to what you were saying, Seth, about how, you know, technology does have its hand in everything. And, and that can be for bad or in this case, 
on my wish list is that it's for good. And if there is some stability to the economy, companies start to feel um, more optimistic again, that usually begets more investment, which hopefully begets more innovation. And I think that that opens up doors for all of us who are in the tech industry to play a role in that innovation, play a role in that next product that's going to go out the door and change some aspect of our lives for the better, change healthcare for the better, whatever it happens to be. I feel though right now we're stuck, we're mired in this, this, this uncertainty around what we should be doing next steps wise because of the economy. And if my wish comes true, that's going to sort itself out and uh, all that good stuff will flourish from there. Yeah. It makes me think of what we've talked about so many times before around how, you know, is every tech company a technology company, you know, pro probably not because every company is not producing technology, but every company is using technology. And I think pretty recently here, I feel like there's been a little bit of acknowledgement of that in a shift to where the questions aren't technology questions. The questions are starting to become, whatever the industry is, you know, healthcare, education, whatever, you know, those are the questions. And I think to your point, Carolyn, you know, the, are we going to have technology questions and debates or whatever, or are we going to look at some of these core issues and problems and things that we've all had to live through and struggle with over the past few years and try to use technology to, to solve them? Um, mm -hmm. that, that, you know, feels like it holds some promise. Yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll dive one down one layer lower on that too. I think, I'm I'm waiting for Seth and I are messing around on this stuff this weekend on making ridiculous pictures with AI. Um, it's so, oh boy! <laughs> so fun. Um, anyway, I I could do this for forever. But anyway, I think the the notion of getting getting to technology solving those problems, I think that AI and ML and whatever you know acronym you want to put together with that have that opportunity to do it. I haven't seen it translated widely enough yet so that it gets into the hands of people that are not coders and not like hardcore technologists to like, here's what you could really do. You know, we've looked at things like RPA, which is a little bit different, um, but but think, things that are just start to get to be really easy and, there's, and it's iterative. This stuff doesn't come overnight. And you think about even the productivity apps, we used, I was thinking about this the other day, like this is the point you can take them for granted. You don't care. You don't care if it, you don't care which of the major manufacturers they are. They all work. They all work perfectly fine. That was not the case 10 years ago, not even close. And AI and ML are way harder than that. So I, I do wonder what kind of solutions are going to come through that way. I just, I feel like they're all being used for those evil <laughs> ways we were talking about earlier. Yeah, there's kind of a two-edged sword there, right? I mean, I think what you're talking about is like trying to find those layers of abstraction so that more people can tap into the power, but then if more people tap into the power, then that can be for good or for bad. Um, yeah, so, thanks for that. Appreciate that. I don't wish for that anymore. No, I think I, I think it's fine to still wish for things and to remain optimistic. You know, like we said, you know, fatalism is not an option here. So, uh, and it's going to happen anyway. I mean, I think we're going to build these layers of abstraction. I think, you know, like Carolyn's hoping for, we'll, we'll get to that point of innovation. Uh, and hopefully, like you were saying, Randy, you know, we will all come together and share our best practices and, and hopefully keep the trajectory on the right path. So I think it all ties together. Yeah, we've created kind of a little superhero world here, haven't we? We've got the forces of evil and the forces of good, and we're really pushing for the forces of good. I don't even watch any of those superhero movies, but well, it's always superheroes when the three of us get together. I mean, that's just, I think, what it feels like. So, I think I got the Lex Luthor look going pretty good. <laughs> well, not if we get a high school yearbook photo of you going, you know. Uh -huh.
I have, yeah, maybe next time. <laughs> well, hopefully there will be a next time. Uh, again, it's been a great episode. Loved it. Uh, can't wait to do it again next year. Sounds yeah, good. as always, it's great. It's such a sing signals the end of the year, and it usually ends on an up upbeat note. So, Randy, as always, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Talk to yep. you all soon, I'm sure. Thanks. You bet. Uh, thanks, as always, to our producer, Andrew McMillan. Carolyn, have a safe trip to London, and I will talk to you when you get back. I will see you when I get back and give you all the good news on uh, what's going on in the UK. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.